What's it like to share your message with the world through podcasting? What is your method for helping people and making a positive difference in the world? Hi, I'm Shelley Carney, Livecast coach and host of the Messages and Methods podcast. Join me as I share fascinating stories and insights from podcasting women I met at the She Podcast Live conference in Scottsdale, Arizona in October 2021. This series of interviews will provide the foundation of understanding of why women podcast today and how they impact the world through their voice and message. My guest for this conversation is Laurel Earhart. She's the Vice President of Advertising Partnerships at AdvertiseCast, and she is a sponsor and exhibitor at She Podcast Live. Right. Thank you, Shelley. Welcome. Thank you. So tell us more about AdvertiseCast and what that is and how that helps pod- podcasters. Well, AdvertiseCast was started about five years ago as a way for small to medium-sized advertisers to, I'm, I'm sorry, small to medium-sized podcasts get advertisements on their uh, on their shows. Um, so we have become an indie podcast network. We have over 1,800 shows altogether. And one of the things that we do is we focus, you know, on working with the advertisers that are looking for these audiences. And, and what's really special about this kind of indie network is that, you know, there are a lot of shows out there that, you know, are not getting 200,000, you know, downloads or, you know, like you would find on Stitcher or iHeart, which, you know, a lot of people ask us how we differ um, but one of the great things about our you know, relationships that we have with some of these small to medium podcasters is that they are very flexible and they work with us if there's something that um, a, an advertiser would like to do beyond the scope of just a, a you know a 60 second host read ad in the in the middle of a show. Um, you know we can look at some other you know creative uh, activations for them. So. Uh, I've been with the company for about a year, and I can say it's it's inc- it's so gratifying to see small businesses find small to medium sized podcasts, and you know both both are businesses that are growing, um, and it's a, a wonderful way to you know basically to to reach a target audience uh, through these small to medium sized podcasts. I I keep hearing the word network a lot, mm-hmm. and I I don't understand the meaning of it and exactly what it encompasses. And I hear you using it as well. So when you say network, what does that mean? So when I say network, I I just mean that we've got relationships with these 1800 podcasters and, you know, track their information into uh, a system where we can, you know, quickly find uh, the podcaster. You know, these are independent podcasters. They're coming to us with, you know, from a, uh, they, they may have some, um, they may be on Libsyn, they may be on, you know, Wondery, they may be on, you know, not Wondery, I'm sorry, but like mid, um, uh, some of the different uh, uh, podcast networks out there. Uh, and we like work with Anchor. all of them, we like Anchor. Anchor, yes. Mm-hmm. So like Anchor, and, you know, basically, we work with all of them, mm-hmm. um, so that we can basically engage uh, the their listeners with our advertising audiences. So a network really just in short is just, you know, a group of people that have agreed to work together and, you know, to uh, host uh, these different advertisements on their shows. So we call ourselves like a mark. I think a more apt description would be a marketplace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And so does that give them extra leverage then in, in getting uh, higher quality ads? Or Absolutely. That- yes, it does. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, I, I think a lot of people come to us for is because they want to uh, really have, uh, you know, these deep, organic, resonant, you know, messages that some of these smaller podcasts have a very loyal following. Um, so it's not, you know corporate commercial type of uh, advertisements, these are tend to be a lot more uh, engaging. And, you know, people actually don't mind having, you know, listening to a podcast ad as part of their podcast, because they know they can trust their host and their host would not uh, make a recommendation of something that they weren't uh, themselves using. So how does uh, a podcaster know when they're ready to work with you? So we ask that people wait until they have, at podcasters to wait until they have at least 5,000 uh, downloads per episode. Um, and the reason for that is because anything smaller than that is going to be really hard to um, to measure and to provide results to an advertiser. So 5,000 is about our minimum. We, we, we're really more comfortable kind of at the 10,000 level. Um, so most of our shows are, you know, somewhere between 10,000 and we have some shows that get over a million, uh, a million downloads. And, and those are just people that advertise podcasters that have really, um, wanted to work with us, um, for a variety of reasons. They wanted a little bit more flexibility and, you know, than a, a bigger network would allow them. So typically if say somebody's just starting a podcast, mm-hmm. how, how long should they expect it to take before they can get to that level? Well, it really depends on the topic. Um, you know, there are some topics that are really blowing up right now. Uh, one of them is true crime. Uh, women love true crime. And if you've got a true crime podcast, um, it's one that's, you know, probably going to grow. Um, another is, you know, business, entrepreneurial, fine, you know, personal finance shows. That's another big category for us. Um, but you know, I've, I've run into a lot of people here at the conference that say, you know what, I really want to get advertising on my show, but I'm just not big enough. What do I do? And, you know, one suggestion I've made is to essentially have a, um, you know, to do something on your show to say, Hey, we're going to have, bring a friend Friday. So, you know, find a friend that you think would like the show as much as you do. Uh, when you see her or him, you know, get their phone, show them how to actually go in and download a podcast and download the show for them. Um, and then, you know, basically you've just, you know, if everybody did that, you'd double your audience, but not everyone's going to do that. But if you did something really special on your your programming, like you would offer to, you know, for example, do a shout out to uh, the new members that have come in through this kind of bring a friend or, you know, do some sort of a raffle, you know, or, or a, you know, a giveaway, um, you know, as a reward for, you know, bringing more people to the podcast. Um, I've we talked with a couple of podcasters um, about some of these ideas and, you know, think that would be a great way to sort of, you know, help escalate growth. But, you know, right now, true crime is hot, personal finance, business, uh, you know, those those topics are, are always going to be in demand. I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, that, that these these trends get picked up in other media. For mm-hmm. instance, uh, there's a this program now uh, with Steve Martin. Only yes, only, only murders, murders in, in the, the building. building. That's we actually have a podcast about that. True one. crime yes. podcast. Yes, yes, yeah. And you have a what about that? We have a podcast about that. It's you not have a ours. podcast about their show. Yes. So <laughs> it's it's. You know, again, true crime is really big. So I, I don't know who produces it, but it, I know we just got it as part of our uh, part of our roster of shows that we can sell. Like it's real meta, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> completely, completely. 
So what do you think it is about true crime that attracts women listeners? You know, I think there's always kind of that curiosity and, you know, kind of wanting to be scared just a little bit maybe. Um, but it's arms, you know, arms length. But what's, you know, great about the podcast medium is, you know, it's it's like radio and it's theater for the mind. So you can kind of picture all these things happening and, um, but it's, you know, you can just shut it off when you're done mm-hmm. <laughs> being scared. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also an element of it that is really, um, kind of soap opera ish. You kind of want to find out the, the background of the different people, the relationships that they've had and what went wrong. And, you know, those types of things that I think are, are just something that we're as human beings very curious about. Mm-hmm. Well, I, f- I think it's interesting because, uh, it's been shown that, oh, oh, you know, they talk about the greatest fear of women and the greatest fear of men. And the mm-hmm. greatest fear of women is physical violence. Right, exactly. Yeah. And yet they gravitate towards <laughs> these true crime stories. Right. Maybe to make them more savvy about if they ever are in a situation like that, then they're not necessarily going to, you know, end up like the you know, the poor victims that they're hearing about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and of course, you know, you think about the musical Chicago. Oh, right. And how popular that yes. was. And, yes. And it was... It was, uh, you know, women mm-hmm. who were criminals, yeah, criminals yeah. <laughs> and very often murderers, yeah. in fact. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, and it, it was a very popular musical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to wonder, what is it about this this crime this, that draws us in? Well, it's funny because my husband and I both listen, we watch a lot of true crime. And, you know, it's just something that I, I remember, you know, when he would turn on the show and it was particularly, you know, it was it's always the woman who gets killed, right? I mean, in these shows. Um so I would just, you know, whisper to my husband, and he stabbed her to death while she was in her sleep. I just like would just tease my husband about that, um, you know, that I'm like, are you are you planning something? <laughs> Murder she wrote, right? All these stories, exactly, right? exactly. I always, I always did enjoy Columbo. Yeah, you know? and I would think it was because you know he would act like he was dumb, and, right? You know, yes. Oh yeah, okay. And yeah. then he'd leave, and then he'd turn around, and then he'd come back with the uh, the, the really the smart zinger. thing. Yeah, it's like. Mm-hmm. I think we all wish we could be more like yeah, that. Yeah. Where we just yeah. think people underestimate us oh, all the yeah. time. And then yeah. we come back and we win the day. Mm-hmm. I saw a t-shirt <laughs> recently that says, underestimate me. That'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. So um, what made you decide to come to the She Podcast Conference and to be an exhibitor and and to, to, uh, to be here with women? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Shelley. Um, we have just been, well, it's been October and it was April since we were uh, acquired by Libsyn. Mm-hmm. And Elsie uh, is the, you know, the, the grandmaster of ceremonies here. She works for Libsyn and this is really her show. So basically we've got a couple of different companies here that are represented from the Liz- Libsyn family. Um, I think you're going to be interviewing a couple of them later today, um, just to kind of find out about that. But I was intrigued because I just wanted to, I love creativity. I love just hearing, you know, these ideas and, um, you know, how did you come up with that? And, you know, what's, what are your goals with your show? And, you know, just hearing, um, you know, I think it's, it's interesting because I think women in general, like if they're in a work environment or they're at a conference, um, women can be very competitive and just kind of not so nice to each other. But here, this is just a really special conference because 
I think they've done a lot to build community before anyone even set foot in this hotel. Um, there's just been a lot of, you know, matchmaking and, you know, people trying to help each other find, you know, their tribe. Um, and because of that, I think that's a, um, this is a, a really, um, important conference, uh, for podcasting in general, not just podcasting for women, but, you know, just in terms of, you know, for podcasters overall. It is, it is. And I, I know everybody I've talked to has been very excited to be here mm-hmm. and very glad to uh, be back in with this community yes. in person. So uh, have you been to any, any other podcasting conferences? Um, I've been to, I haven't been to any other podcasting conferences. Usually I'm the one who kind of stays back and, you know, takes care of the advertisers, you know, when everybody else is away. Um, but I can say that I've been to, you know, a lot of kind of smaller business conferences and, you know, podcasting is really bubbling up as something that, um, is, is worth taking, you know, is worth paying attention to. So social media, I think, you know, had, has, you know, is, is very important to a lot of businesses, but co- podcasts are equally so. I think that's, that's really something that's happening. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things that's interesting about podcasts is that the, the, the efficacy of a campaign is really, uh, it's, it's not immediate. So, you know, when people listen to a podcast and they hear an ad, they're usually walking the dog or doing the dishes or they're driving. So they can't go and like get on their computer and just, you know, jump on an opportunity and enter this specific code so they get 20% off shipping or whatever the, the, the offer is. Um, so it does take some time to, you know, have listeners kind of marinate in the, in the message a little bit. And, you know, basically I tell advertisers to do, you know, four to six episodes in quick succession just to ensure um, there's a really good continuity of, you know, the, the brand, the, the brand telling a story. Um, so that's, you know, it's, it's interesting just to see where this fits. I mean, right now, in terms of statistics, 41% of adults in the U.S. have listened to a podcast in the last 30 days. That's up from 9% just 10 years ago. So it's just a, a really powerful metric. Um, and then in the advertising space, you know, last year we saw $1.5 billion in ad spend. Um, in two years, we're expecting that to be about $3 billion. And those are all, you know, Nielsen and Comscore numbers. So Edison research, actually, for the last one. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's it's a it's a medium whose time has come, and you know we need all these voices to really uh, have a you know a, a really good ecosystem of you know of podcasts for you know brands to partner with. Well, we spoke with Laura Ivy of Edison Research mm-hmm. yesterday, and she gave us an interesting statistic that women uh, are much more likely to listen to not only listen to the ad, but to listen to the entire, the entire ad, ad. Mm-hmm. not to skip it, whereas men are more likely to skip it. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you noticed any effect of that statistic in your work? Not really, to be surprised. Uh, that's, that's, um, I, I had heard that statistic before, but in terms of you know, efficacy of the advertisement, I mean, I think if you're, uh, if you're an advertiser and you're on the right show, um, you know, people are going to listen. They're going to pay attention to what you have to say. So... Uh, they don't seek out specifically um, shows aimed at women then? Some do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it really depends on the advertiser. How does your revenue model help affect these small to medium podcasts? That's a really good question. So we typically do, we 
always actually, not typically, do a revenue share uh, scenario. So basically, the podcaster gets 70%, we get 30%. Um, but for that 30%, you're getting basically the ability to, um, uh, you know, the we will work with the advertiser to make sure you the podcaster gets samples. Um, we'll work with them on the you know, bullet points that we specifically have, you know, either, either, and then we'll basically put together the, uh, the ad copy or bullet points about the ad copy so that it can be, you know, a more natural read from the podcaster. We do all the reporting. Um, if something, you know, doesn't go according to plan, like an advertiser doesn't get a single, uh, purchase or, you know, activation, you know, we'll, we'll go back to the podcaster and, you know, ask if we can get some additional, um, some additional either social media love or another, you know, a bonus episode or something to that effect. So, so we're really kind of, you know, advocating on behalf of the advertiser to ensure that they're getting, you know, a really positive experience. Awesome. And uh, what type of uh, advertisers do you find you work with most? You know, it's all over the map. I mean, mm -hmm. I work with Fortune 500 advertisers and advertising agencies. Um, I also work with very small brands. Um, and it really is, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I spend about a third of my time working with ad agencies, a third of my time working with, you know, brands that are interested that have come to us asking for, for things. And then a third just kind of going out and looking for brands, you know, across the, the spectrum that, um, you know, that they're, they're advertising in some other medium. So I know they're spending the money to advertise, uh, but they may not have considered podcasting yet. Have you uh, ever considered podcasting yourself? I have actually, but mm -hmm. I, I I have a, an idea for a podcast, um, but I would like to do it with my husband, and he's he hasn't signed off about it. Um, <laughs> it's well, the thing is, he I married Superman. I mean, I've got four kids. He went to se he was in tech, and then he went to seminary. Um, he's got a really uh, he's if I had to describe him, he's kind of a combination between Superman and Mister Rogers. I mean, he's just amazing. And he is such a great father. I would love to do a parenting podcast from the perspective of the dad. And he's also very well read. He's got tons of books that, you know, talk about specific, you know, pedagogy and, you know, all the, the different ways that children feel loved. You know, some kids are very physical. Some of them, you know, want to hear, you know, compliments and, you know, to be, and, you know, how to steer them, how to guide them. And, you know, he works a lot in our uh, our church with a number of um, kids who are, you know, have a disability or, you know, ADHD or LGBTQ. And, and so he does just this masterful job of creating community across a very diverse kind of tapestry of, you know, needs and experiences and, and, and all of that. And I just, I would love to see him, you know, bring that forth to a, um, a podcast because I think I think it would help a lot of people because a lot of times parents would come to us and say, you know, I've got this teenager and I can't find anything in the Bible that says how am I supposed to deal with teenagers? And he says, well, you know, back in biblical times, they would already be married and on their second kid by then. So, you know, there's it's it's just a, you know, it's it's a challenge. So, you know, figuring out how all that works. So, I I think that someday if I could talk him into it <laughs> I would love to just you know feature that because I think he would just have so much to say and you know he would really I, I just think it would help a lot of people 
I agree. And if he, uh, I suppose that's what it would take for somebody like that. It would be to know that it's needed and it's not out there Mm -hmm. and nobody else is going to do it if you don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, so let's do it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I've been eyeing the microphones right in the booth right next to me, the Mm sure microphones. And I've just um, asked my husband, do we need any microphones for anything? He said, don't come home with a microphone because he knows I'm plotting this. <laughs> I told him to expect me to be uh, just in uh, uh, insufferable when I came, when I'd come home about it because I'd be all jazzed up about podcasting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Not everybody wants to do it, I no, guess. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I can't imagine why. It's so much fun. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. It is. Yeah. And you become the authority and people know, come to right? you and ask more questions yeah. and I need more help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. So um, is there a specific goal that you have for attending the conference and being here uh, among the women? Well, I just wanted to represent, you know, our mm-hmm. company and, you know, basically be, you know, put a placeholder. So when people are ready to start thinking about advertising, that they think of us first, mm-hmm. you know, as being part of the Libsyn family, um, you know, just making sure that, you know, we're not overlooking some true gems. And I found a couple of fairly large shows that are, we're really excited about. So um, I'm hoping we're going to be adding, you know, some more to the roster that come that happens as a result of this conference. Well, that's excellent news. Yeah, yeah. thanks. And what plans do you have for the future of uh, your company here, AdvertiseCast? Well, it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, I think, you know, in terms of the uh, the, the big thing that's going to happen is, you know, Libsyn is a platform for podcast podcasters, and they have 75,000 shows altogether. So now we are looking at this huge, just toy box of <laughs> great things that we can, you know, pull into our own network. Um, so that's the challenge that we have now is basically to uh, ingest a lot of those shows into our advertising mm. system, you know, getting familiar with them, making sure that, you know, we have, you know, advertising revenue for them, you know, when they come on board. I mean, I think advertise, I think podcasters can get frustrated if they come on board with a new network and it's like crickets, you, you don't have an, you don't have a deal yet, but it, it takes a while to kind of get in front of the different advertisers and, and you know, make sure that, they're aware of your existence. So that's that's the big challenge that we have now. We're probably only going to take about 10% of those shows just, you know, from a size and, you know, content perspective. Um, but that's going to be the really exciting thing that we're going to do. We're doing uh, in the coming years, you know, getting all of these shows. Is there uh... I think we're getting close to the end here. We're yeah. going to wrap up, but I do want to know, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to share today? You were very thorough. I think, you know, everything that's been, uh, that we've talked about is uh, just absolutely the message I would want to get out to uh, the different podcasters out there and, you know, just keep keep on keeping on. And, you know, I would love to have the opportunity to represent your podcast with the brands that I work with. And where can these people find you? You can find me at my email address, which is laurel, L-A-U-R-E-L, at advertisecast.com. Just like it sounds. That's it. Spelled the way it sounds. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Well, thanks, Laurel. Shelley. It was such a pleasure. I really, I was, I was very flattered that you asked me. So thank you so much. I wish you all the best with your show and with the other interviews that you have today. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for the Messages and Methods She Podcast Conference interview series with Shelley Carney. 
produced by Toby Eunice. Please subscribe, leave a great review, and look for our compilation book on Amazon soon. Share our podcast with your family and friends and discover how you can become a fabulous podcaster at agkmedia.studio or join our Facebook group, Leveraging Your Content. Check the show notes for links and resources, and please enjoy all our wonderful podcast episodes.